0: Uh, Troy, I got a question for you.
1: Yeah. Have you ever heard of intuitive eating? And if so, would you consider yourself an intuitive eater?
0: I I have not heard of it before you had brought it up. And I, so I, I don't know if I consider myself one or not.
1: All right. Mitch, how about
2: you? I've heard of it. I just, I am very suspicious and skeptical of it. But that's just me coming into it because my intuition tells me to like get taquitos (laughs) on the way home on Maverick. Like that's what I do. Like that is what I I have to fight against my intuition. So we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, I mean, people on the the web or on social media, they talk about intuitive eating, how it's such a great thing, but I'm the same way. Like I just came off of Christmas and my intuition told me to do a whole bunch of things that I don't think (laughs) (laughs) is sustainable. Oh yeah. like, Well, that's what I'm
0: wondering, is it, is it the same thing as impulsive eating? Because I can say oh. if it's impulsive eating, I, right. that seems like a bad idea. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, all right, so this is who cares about men's health, information, inspiration, and a different interpretation of men's health. And maybe you've heard of intuitive eating. Uh, we're going to find out what it is. Is it a legit way to eat? Will it help you lose weight? Or is it a recipe for turning one Troy into two Troys, weight-wise? I'm <laughs> <laughs> Troy. Yes, I'm Scott. I bring the BS, the MD to my BS, Dr. Troy Madsen. Hey, Scott. Good to be here and uh, excited to figure out how
0: I can have a second Troy here.
1: (laughs) He's a who cares about men's health convert, producer Mitch. Hey there. And our guide for intuitive eating today, Thunder Jalili, who is professor of nutrition and integrative physiology in the College of Health at University of Utah. Uh, Thunder, are you an intuitive eater? Would you consider yourself such? That's a great question. um I would say,
3: in some ways, yes, but probably not by the strict definition of intuitive eating,
1: okay, and I think that's a, probably the first starting point like what is intuitive eating? How is this concept defined when you hear people talking about it?
3: yeah, so intuitive eating is um not necessarily a it's not a diet plan or like a strict like menu of foods to eat it's rather a pattern of eating that basically is designed to promote like a healthy attitude towards food and a healthy attitude towards towards body image and, and health. The idea is that you're not really restricted to a specific diet, that you don't have like a list of foods you can eat and foods you have to avoid. It's more, you know, just kind of don't think food is evil, have a good relationship with it, kind of eat what you want And just keep some, you know, health in mind, like, you know, eat when you're hungry, don't eat when you're not hungry, stop when you're full, don't overeat just because the food tastes good. Um, Yeah. So that, that's kind of the, the foundation of intuitive eating and it, and it's not new. It's been around for like probably 25 years, if not more. Mm. See, this sounds, as I
0: hear you saying this, just the basic description sounds more like the college student diet. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) like, like seriously though, it's kind of like eat when you're hungry eat whatever you want, but don't, you know, it's not like you have structured meals. When I, when I think of that, I think of college It's just like, Hey, just eat what you can. It's not like you have a lot of money yeah. to go buy a bunch of food anyway. So yeah, just yeah. kind of find food wherever you can go to whatever, you know, meeting you can find that has free pizza and eat it. And <laughs> that's
2: <laughs>
3: that's how you Maybe not exactly like that. Cause I'm, I mean, they still, you know, intuitive eating, you can have like meals, like set meals and and you can have, be social with your eating and you can enjoy and find satisfaction. I feel like college was a little bit more like kind of scrounging in the alley for whatever you can find. <laughs> this isn't exactly that, but okay. I, I, I think the biggest thing with it, you know, or at least the, the way I see it is that some people um, really get hung up with food from a behavioral and from a body image standpoint. And the idea of intuitive eating is that, you know, food is not your enemy. Um, food is not your crutch or your feel good thing. Food is food. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. So people that may have, uh, potentially issues with, with, uh, disordered eating or, or using food as a, as a, uh, coping mechanism, you know, for stress or other things in life, like uh, intuitive eating would tell them, no, food is food. This is not what it's used for. So that's a big part of it.
1: Okay. Hey, you know, so that was going to be kind of the next question. Who should consider intuitive eating? You know, when you hear it mentioned on social media, a lot of times I don't really hear it mentioned like who would benefit from it, who wouldn't benefit from it. I, I It sounds like somebody who has potential eating disorders or a bad relationship yeah. with food might want to consider. Are there other people that should consider it? I think what you said was was right in line. You know, I think people who
3: who tend to obsess about food and obsess about you know what they can eat and what they can't eat, um, and I guess let me let me back up for a second. I guess we all have a little bit of obsession about that, right? Like like we don't want to eat an entire chocolate cake because we know it's bad, but we'd like to have a slice,
1: or um, we'd like to eat an entire and and chocolate cake. We <laughs> know that it's bad, I mean, right?
3: But 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 we know it is bad, right? So 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 okay. So maybe you would have that cake or that dessert in moderation. Like maybe you'd have it, you know, like it's Christmas. You know, someone made a great you know cake or a pie, and okay, I'm I'm gonna have it. But if it's like, you know, a random Tuesday, maybe you're not going to have that cake or pie. Uh, You're not going to go looking for it, you know. Some people, though, if it's Christmas, they won't even have that slice of cake or pie, right? Because it's like a banned food. It's a food Mm -hmm. that, you know, they shouldn't be eating because they're watching their sugar. And so intuitive eating would tell you, you know, don't worry about it. It's a special occasion. Go ahead and have it. So I think people that are too um, kind of tied into what they eat is like uh, a way to – you know, maintain their weight and a way to maybe cope with their emotions and, you know, maybe just a way to find some self-worth. I mean, they can benefit from it because this is disconnecting the idea of eating and who you are as a person.
2: Thunder, I was wondering, you had you mentioned that it kind of was, you, you keep using these terms like uh, the f- uh, feelings of food, this kind of like relationship with food. What are some of like the negative things that can happen with people that have a uh, a, a negative relationship with food. Because, I mean, it's not always just, you know, the go-to, like, think, when you think of, like, eating disorders. I've also heard of things like, was it orthorexia, where people are super
3: constrict or yeah.
2: regulated, et cetera? What are some of the potential nutritional um, problems that people can face?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, actually, people who uh, have tendencies to orthorexia, they could probably benefit from some elements of, of intuitive eating. So... Whenever food is used like as a as a uh, coping mechanism or like a self-medication or something, some of the negative things that can happen um, kind of on both sides of spectrum. One is you can like not eat much food because you're, you know, there's so many problems with this type of food or that type of food. So maybe you can get into, you know, problems with malnutrition. Um, maybe you can go down an eating disorder road. The other side of it is, you know, food is used as 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 a coping mechanism to help you deal with problems or or feel better. Then, you know, possibly you can get into to binge eating scenarios, mm. right? So there's kind of issues on on both ends of of the spectrum. So they're really, I think, in general. I mean, intuitive eating aside, I think in general everyone can benefit from taking a step back and and just recognizing food as a tool we have for, you know, health, nutrition, disease prevention, but, but it's, you know, it's the fuel to make us go. It's, it's not, mm. you know, much more beyond that. If, if there's, if there's issues that, that one would have, um, then, you know, maybe they need to deal with them through a different mechanism and not
1: food, maybe through, you know, counseling or therapy or, or, or
3: anything along those
1: lines. You know, I guess, so what I'm getting from this conversation is I thought you know intuitive eating was this innate ability of our bodies to know what kind of food we need to eat or would want to eat, which I don't know that that's necessarily what you're saying because traditionally like high-carbohydrate and high-fat <laughs> foods would be what we intuitively would have craved at one yeah. point. Um, but it sounds like it's more of a relationship with food, not looking at food as good or bad. And maybe the part that you're tapping into, the natural thing is asking yourself the question before you eat, am I hungry now? Or am I consuming this food for a different reason? Because I can certainly tell you that at night I'll be like in the fridge thinking I want something and I I, I pause and I'll ask myself, well, I've, I'm not even hungry. What am I doing? So like <laughs> I'm, I'm like combating boredom or I mean, I don't know, <laughs> trying to console myself because there's nothing good on TV. I, I don't know what's going on. So, I mean, that kind of sounds maybe more of what intuitive eating is like. Yes,
3: and, okay. and you actually hit on one of the, there's like, you know, different rules of intuitive eating or not rules, like guidelines. And one of them is honor your feelings without using food. So what you just described, Scott, is like right on with that. You know, why are you looking for that snack? You know, yeah. it no, has nothing to do with food. It's for another reason.
1: And there are times like when I'm working on something that's really hard during the workday that's taking a lot of brain power. And my brain is like rebelling. It doesn't want to think anymore. So I find myself <laughs> almost like a zombie getting up, going downstairs to the fridge, looking for something yeah. to nosh on. I think it's just an excuse to do something else. Right. And for oh. some reason, I go to food as opposed to other things. So,
0: yeah, it sounds like two as You're talking about this. Like initially, as I was hearing about it, I thought, well, it just kind of sounds like it's this free for all thing where you just kind of say, hey, I'm just going to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat. But it sounds like there is some structure to it as well. Where I guess kind of some parameters where you basically have to at least have some thought process behind why you're eating and asking yourself, "Am I eating to fill an emotional need, or am I eating because I'm hungry?" Is is that part of it you're seeing as well?
3: Yeah, absolutely, and and that's really the bottom line. You know, you you eat to fill a physiological need, one um, and there is a little bit of a emotional kind of social part of it too, because you're allowed to enjoy what you eat. You're allowed to find satisfaction in what you eat, not feel guilty because, you know, Oh, I had pasta. That's so bad. You know? So that's part of intuitive eating. And, and there's another part that we actually haven't really touched on. Um, Exercise is like part of the whole guidelines of intuitive eating, you know, that, that you have to make sure to, to, to move, to do things, to, find, you know, exercise, because that's part of this whole package of guidelines. Yeah.
0: And it seems like just also hearing about it, that seems like probably an essential element. Like I can see this really working well for people who are very active and, you know, burning a lot of calories and they really don't have to give a lot of thought to what they eat. is that kind of what you're seeing in terms of people who are successful with this or are you seeing like kind of, you know, standard office workers who are are lucky to get 30 (laughs) minutes of exercise three times a week who are also
3: having success with this? Like, I I guess, who is this really working for? You know, honestly, I don't, I'm not really sure because I don't have a lot of uh, personal experience with it, with people who follow this and you know what their long term you know, prognosis is. So I don't know. Um, but i know it just in general people who are too amped up about food could benefit from listening to some of these guidelines um now now the one hole that i that i see with it and you know like in the beginning you asked me do do you follow intuitive eating and i said kind of yeah the reason why i say kind of is because there's there's a lot of foods i enjoy but in general you know i don't eat like a lot of sugar i don't eat a lot of desserts and things like that and There's times when my intuition is like, well, I'd love to have that, (laughs) you know, but but I don't, um, and I choose something different instead. Now, the alternative I choose is still something I like and something I enjoy, but it's not necessarily that you know that cookie or whatever. So 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 if I was like a pure intuitive eater, I wouldn't worry about it. I would just say, yeah, you know, I'm going to have that cookie. So that's why I'm not totally into it. But there's other things I really do, you know, follow those guidelines. Like I like to exercise. I, I feel food is food. You know, I don't use it as an emotional crutch or those other things we are talking about. So, so I guess I'm kind of partly there and maybe a lot of us are, are partly there.
1: So one of the things you talked about and it's come up a few times is this notion of, am I hungry or am I not hungry? And that is a cornerstone to then deciding why am I trying to eat? Um, is this notion like from personal experience, I can say, (laughs) you know, there are times I think I'm hungry. Like, oh, I'm I'm hungry, but really I'm not like one of those might be even I've heard that if you're thirsty, it can manifest as hunger. So sometimes I'll drink water. But sometimes, like I said, I'll think I'm hungry because obviously I'm going down to the kitchen to get something. So I must be hungry. Is, is that something that needs to be recalibrated in some people or is this just to bring attention to it and you can figure it out sort of thing? How could somebody that's struggling with that, you know, figure out when they're truly hungry or not?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something that, you know, something that has to be considered is, you know, if you're hungry, respect the hunger, right? Get something to eat. But but really ask yourself, am I hungry? You know, and and, and a classic example here is like if you're in a social situation and you go out to eat like with friends or you meet friends somewhere and everyone's getting food and you're not really that hungry, but you just kind of get food anyway to go along with it you know, maybe intuitive eating would tell you, well, you're not really hungry. Don't get anything. Don't worry about it. And then the other side is at the end, like if you've eaten some food and you're full, kind of respect the fact that you're full and just be done. Even if other people are eating or even if, you know, you have the option to get more like in a buffet or whatever, you know, respect when you're full. And
0: that's a part of this that it, it really does make sense to me too. Just the fact that we so often eat just because, okay, it's lunchtime. It's time to eat or it's dinner time, or social reasons or whatever external cues are, are triggering that where we're like, okay, I need to eat because it's that time or because I'm in this situation. But the fact that this really pushes just like,
3: hey, eat when you're hungry and don't eat otherwise, that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And stop when you're full because, right, we've all been there where, you know, we're full, but there's still food available. And we're like, yeah, I'll have more. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. At some point in my life, I need
0: to get over that 1980s guilt trip of like, you know, you have to eat all your food. Look at <laughs> right. these starving
3: children. <laughs> like you at some point, boy, in, right. I need to get right. on that. <laughs> yeah, right. Troy, remember that for your children. Exactly. And, and, and also yeah. remember their stomach is like the size of a walnut. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, um, okay. So I can hear, I got a couple things. I can hear uh, an application of this kind of ma- making sure that you're in tune with your intuition about being hungry or not. In a work scenario, you go in the break room if there happens to be food in there, sometimes we'll mindlessly just grab you know, yeah. whatever happens to be there, whether it's yeah. healthy or not, but it's extra calories, right? So exactly. over time, you do that enough times, now all of a sudden you've, you've eaten more than your body is really telling you you need and you can see the pounds start to come on. So I guess, again, coming into contact, getting into touch with why am I picking this up? Is it because I'm really hungry or is it for other reasons?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, break and, rooms are so bad.
0: I was just going to, <laughs> sorry to jump in. I, I, I now work in a setting where there is a break room and there is yeah. always food in there. And it's 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 amazing just how that pattern can develop. So it's yeah. like, Oh, I've got a break. I'm going to go get some food. Oh yeah, That sure tasted great.
3: Maybe I'll get another, you know, 30 minutes later. I
0: will go grab some more. <laughs> yeah. It's, Time for yeah. another break. And, yeah, and everybody and likes break. free
3: food. And yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of times the choices aren't necessarily the, the things we should be eating, but oh, no. it's there. It's yeah. there.
0: Yeah. And someone brought it like a, a patient brought it in. Well, I have to eat it. It was so kind of them to do that. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it, it can be again, talking about all those external cues that, really get in the way of, I, I think, but I think that's part of it too. I'm guessing part of the intuitive eating is learning number one, to recognize what truly is hunger versus what's habit and, or, or whatever yeah, like else. That hunger versus habit. I like yeah, that. Hunger yeah. versus habit. Like yeah, that's probably yeah. part of the intuition and developing that yeah. sort of intuition to recognize hunger
3: and recognize when you're really not hungry and yeah. to not eat then. And, and allow yourself to eat when you're hungry, you know, don't like shortchange it. Okay. I'm hungry. I'm only going to have this and that's it. You know, that's, that's not part of intuitive eating is eat. You're hungry. Okay. Mm -hmm. Eat something.
1: Don't worry about it. When you're full, you're full. Stop. Right. And let's talk about that fullness thing too. So how can I determine when I'm full? I've heard some deal one time that actually you were full before it's sent to your brain that you're full. Is, is there any truth to that? Like you should stop when you're still a little bit hungry because 10, 15 minutes later that that's when the brain catches up to the stomach. We're like, hey, we're fine, actually.
3: Yeah. I mean, I mean I've, <laughs> I've heard people talk about that. I mean, you know, the system is definitely linked. I don't know what the lag time is, but <laughs> if you just eat at a reasonable, reasonable right. pace, you will be full and your brain will tell you you're full.
1: Did you guys? Um, could, could you guys hear in Thunder's voice? He's like, "Oh, here's Scott with this. Yeah. this what if scenario again?" <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like, like, like we're looking for like these fine, like, you know,
3: timelines of, you know, to try to like to try to define it out, and and I don't know. That's like the opposite of intuitive eating. Like trying to find these timelines <laughs> okay, of what, when yeah. when am I going to be full? I need to anticipate it. You know, I would just say. <laughs> Eat at a moderate pace and just, you know, it's not rocket science. You'll feel when the stomach's getting full. (laughs) No,
0: that's probably, well, that's probably a good piece of it too, to eat at a moderate pace. And I can say my pace of eating is generally fairly rapid. Um, and I think partly that comes from being the oldest of six children where it was about survival, (laughs) survival of the fittest. (laughs) You got to eat fast to get enough food. So, um, you know, so, so that's probably part of it also, because I I think, like you said, Scott, sometimes maybe we do like it. Yeah. I, I don't know about the actual you know, the actual relay time from your stomach to your brain. But there's definitely a piece of that where you eat really, really fast and then you're really, really full
1: there um, from WebMD, as I was doing a little bit of research before this conversation, um, had another aspect of intuitive eating I want to throw out there because I find this kind of interesting. They say when you eat intuitively, you also get rid of the idea you need to lose or gain weight so you can look a certain way. The idea of intuitive eating is to focus on foods that work best for your overall physical and mental health. And I like this because over the course of our podcast, we have come to realize that men tend to think about diet and exercise as a way to look a certain way physically. And then we discount the fact that, you know what, I could eat in a certain way. I can focus on foods that make me feel good that I enjoy, because let me tell you, too much sugar does not make me feel good, right? It's, <laughs> it's good at the time, but- it was uh, great at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but afterwards, you know, I feel sometimes, you know, some people develop gastrointestinal things, may, it might upset their stomach. Some people, the sugar causes people to be anxious, you know, or whatever it does. So I like this idea of just thinking about foods that work best for you and not thinking about what foods are going to help me lose weight or what foods are going to help me bulk up. Right, what foods work yeah. best for me? What do you guys think of that thought?
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, and and I think maybe that's part of that intuition as well. Just hey, I eat this because I feel good after I eat it. I don't feel weighed down. I don't feel like that sugar high, and then it just crashes. Um, I just feel good, and I feel you know certainly that mental health component of it. So I I like that, and again, I think that's part of the intuition you probably need to develop if you're doing this is recognizing the foods that do make you feel good and remembering to stick to those foods. I really jived with this idea that
2: with intuitive eating to change up this idea that certain foods are good, certain foods are bad, you know, eat when you're hungry, etc. Because as someone who has, you know, always kind of struggled with my weight in one way or another, there were times, you know, when you're trying to lose some weight, star of the year type stuff, whatever, that it didn't matter that I was hungry you know it's like no if i eat i'm going to gain weight i got to keep i i will continue to be hungry until it is a f- time for food and so this idea of factoring in also your mental health and how you're feeling and you know how the food makes you feel in both si- mentally and physiologically that's as i really appreciate that
3: yeah and it's uh you know it can be very liberating i think for for people who don't come from that space and now discover this pattern of eating. It's I think it's very liberating.
1: You know, speaking of liberating, uh, we just came off the holidays, so I, I'm curious. In terms of this discussion we're having about you know intuitive eating, uh, how, how do you think you did over the holidays? Were you being truly intuitive with the food choices you made, uh, Troy? How about you? I I
0: have no idea. I can't say I all out binged, but I will say I got a pack of Oreos. <laughs> Family size, it you, did not last very long. Yeah. Broke <laughs> okay, it with Oreos? What's that? that? You
3: broke your, your fast with Oreos? That's I pathetic. love Oreos. Oreos That's are hard, delicious. Out there. I Thunder love is a, Thunder Oreos. is offended. He is I'm offended. sorry like, to offend you, Thunder. Then. Your sugar allocation, you blew it on the worst possible choice.
0: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> if I were to blow my sugar allocation on anything, it would be on Oreos. And I, I just blew it out of the water. Yeah. I, I ate so many Oreos. They were so
3: good. All right. Well, <laughs> now I know what your kryptonite is. It is yeah, my kryptonite. Oreos are my kryptonite without question. Oh. <laughs> uh,
1: I'll tell you the downside of um, I think binging over the holidays, which I think I tend to do a little bit, is it's hard coming off that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm better if I just don't have it at all. I'm going to spend the next couple weeks going through withdrawals where it's going to be really hard, I think. <laughs> Getting the <Yeah>. shakes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, so I haven't yeah. had that so, so much, it, though.
1: It just felt a like a good vacation.
0: Thing. It could, yeah. To me, it kind of just felt like a good vacation. It was kind of yeah. like, that was fun. I enjoyed it. That was really good, but I'm back on track.
3: Yeah. So, and that's
0: kind of where I am right now. So I kind of enjoyed it. I got to say.
3: You guys, um, could, would know like how much intuitive eating you do without realizing it. If you think back to the holidays, can you remember all the different sweets and things that you had, or can't really remember the specific ones. You just remember you had some.
1: Oh, I uh, can remember the specific ones. Oh, yeah. I could, I could give okay. you
3: a list. Under yeah, you guys are not intuitive.
1: I could give you a
0: list. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, you're not intuitive if you can make a list because intuitive people would be like, I've had some, but I don't, you know, it was part of it. I don't remember exactly what. That's yeah. more the intuitive mindset.
1: How is that? How is that more intuitive? I don't understand that. Be, because
3: you're not like, you don't have like uh, this list of, acceptable and banned food so when you get the banned ones it like it's seared into your brain you know
1: yeah all right i don't know if it's intuitive eating or not but like for me my weakness are these these caramels these dark chocolate caramels that come in these tubs of all things that's great (laughs) uh and then also pie i love apple pie or (laughs) like a fruit pie around the holidays and i will say i was proud of myself and this probably is not intuitive eating uh i did I did ration that. Like normally, it's just pie all the time. Like breakfast pie, sure. <laughs> Dinner pie, yeah. Lunchtime pie, you bet. <laughs> pie. <laughs> this but year it was just actually, pie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I th- I just had pie. I think I'm going to celebrate by having dessert pie. <laughs> pie, pie,
2: yeah. Nice.
1: Um, this year I did kind of, and it, maybe this is intuitive because I I re- came to realize I don't feel good when I do that. Right, so I limited yeah. it to once a day pie. So, I don't that's know. In, that's intuitive. intuitive.
0: Like is an that, entire that, entire pie or just a slice? No, piece? no, just a slice.
1: <laughs> just <laughs> Once a, a day, pie.
3: <laughs> I got the other part of this is how big was the slice? Yeah, sure. It was very
1: reasonable I like, thought. It was a reasonable slice. Slice, yeah.
3: Half for you, half for me. You know? <laughs>
1: yeah, no, no, it wasn't that at all. So now,
2: it is interesting. During the holidays, uh, Jonathan's family is very much like a eat all day until you want to die type of like <laughs> family. And I'm not, I don't come from that. And this was this year I did like kind of speak up where it was just like, no, I'm not going to have a second helping of whatever. Cause I am, I am stuffed. I am full. I can't do anymore. And it was just this kind of weird, I felt better. I didn't like, I wasn't miserable that next day. So it's yeah. just like, yeah.
0: Well, it's yeah. funny too. Like, as you said that Mitch, like I'm stuffed, I'm full. Like we feel obligated to say I am stuffed and I am full. Yes. Like, please like, no you know, more. <laughs> like in Spanish, th- they use the term satisfied. Like I'm satisfied. And mm. and that's the question. Are you satisfied? estás <laughs> satisfecho. And yeah, estoy satisfecho. Like I'm satisfied. It's that simple yeah. where I, I think it's, it's part of our culture too, where it's like, I got to be stuffed and like ready to vomit before yeah. I can stop eating.
3: <laughs> yeah, I really like that satisfied thing. Yeah. That's a great way of looking at it. And and sometimes it doesn't matter, you know, like say you have your transgressions, this and that. If you just don't eat a lot, you know, you can still be full. And then it doesn't matter what you ate, you feel okay. It's only that getting stuffed, even if it's with really good foods, overeating still makes you feel
1: like crap. Well. This has been a great conversation because intuitive eating, it was not so intuitive. It turned out to be something <laughs> that I sure. did not right. did not suspect at all. Um, I think we should summarize the big bullet points here um, as we wrap this up. I think intuitive eating is asking yourself the question, am I eating because I'm hungry or I'm eating for some other reason? If it's for some other reason, then perhaps you might want to reconsider food as the thing you're going to do. And maybe address those other things. What were some of the other big takeaways for you guys?
3: Uh, I would say if you're hungry,
1: then go ahead and eat. Don't feel right. guilty. And when you're full, be sensitive. Stop. Okay, that's good. And in Mitch's situation that he even talked about, like, you know, in between meals, if you feel hungry, have a little, some, have a little snack that makes you feel good. Because I think in the long run, that can prevent you from making poor choices later on down the road as well, <laughs> yeah. right? When you're in this state of starvation.
3: Yeah, yeah. and you just go crazy. <laughs> and
2: yeah. I I've, I found that I like a lot. I do little snacks now and I do like an apple or a little bit of hummus or something like that. And just how much better I feel feeding myself when I'm hungry.
1: Stuff you enjoy, but yet, yeah, feeding yourself when you're hungry, you mm-hmm. feel better too. Uh, Were there other big high points that we want? Intuitive eating is not just eating whatever you want. (laughs) right? Um, I think intuitive eating is not assigning good or bad to foods because I think we can get into I I know I've gotten into situations where then eating is just not fun anymore. Right. So having some I don't know, over the holidays, we had some sourdough bread and, you know, you tend to think bread's not a good food. Right. Well, in moderation with a lot of other healthy choices, it's fine. Yeah. Right. And it adds a little bit enjoyment back. So quit labeling good or bad. Other big takeaways. I would say the part about um, not using food as
3: a as a coping mechanism or a way to, you know, deal with your feelings or things like that. Just, you know, food is food. Find other okay. ways to, to deal with anything that happens to be bothering you at the time whether right
1: or as a distraction i like to use it as a distraction
0: yeah and I, I really like that concept too of just saying how do i feel after i eat this not necessarily while i'm eating it because there's plenty of foods I, <laughs> I it feels great while i'm eating it. but yeah how do i feel 30 minutes later and then remembering that and just remembering hey these are the foods that i feel good after i eat them and not like i feel good about myself but just my body feels good um mm, and yeah. then trying to stick to those things
3: yeah right. so it requires a little bit of um Paying attention and effort, I guess, to be, to start being intuitive.
1: Right. There's some mindfulness stuff going on here. You have to, you have to be, yeah, you have to start asking yourself some questions um, about all sorts of assumed things that you've done or behaviors that you engage in that you don't think about. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Thunder, thanks for defining this. I'm curious uh, for our listeners, here's your challenge. Start listening to your intuition when it comes to eating. Maybe pick one of those major points that we brought out there and ask yourself the question, uh, how am I doing on this? Or is there a way I can implement this into my life that will make my life better, make me feel better, perhaps, um, you know, whatever. Uh, and we would love to hear your thoughts. Did we cover it pretty well if you happen to be an intuitive eating expert? There's such a thing? I'm sure there is. You can reach out to us, hello at thescoperadio.com. That's hello at thescoperadio.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for caring about men's health.